Likuti Sichas, Chelech of Allah, Volume 21, the second Sicha of Aparshas Yisrael. This Sicha will explain in depth the greatness of the Torah and its ability to bring about unity on the highest level, on the deepest level, and also will get to appreciate the greatness of the number three, or what I would call the power of three. Now this Sicha indeed is very, very long and has very many details and many parts. I'll try my best to cover the bulk of it, at least enough to bring out the main points and to give over the message. However, I should tell you that it's worthwhile to learn the Sicha inside as there are many very gishmaka, very, very, uh, very special and pleasurable parts, exciting that is, parts in the Sicha that perhaps we may have to skip over. Uh, just as an introduction, the way Hashem created mankind is in such a manner that, as the Chazal tells us, quote, Ein that no two minds think alike. In other words, it's not a mistake, it's not a problem, rather it's by design that two humans are not, don't think alike. We're not meant, to, we're meant to get along, but we're not meant to think exactly the same. Let's go into the Sicha. On the Pasuk, on the verse, in chapter 19, verse 2, where it says, Vayichan Sham Yisrael Negadar, that Yisrael, meaning the, the, the people, rested there opposite the mountain, and it says it, Beloshin Yachid, in singular form. It doesn't say Vayichanu, as it always says, it says Vayichan. So Rashi explains, and this is actually very similar to, albeit a little different, to what's brought down in the Medrash and the Mechilta, that what does it mean, Vayichan, that he rested, that he camped, that is, and that is, says Rashi, that they were like one man with one heart, meaning thinking exactly alike in full and absolute harmony. However, says Rashi, and all the other camps and all the other stops were full of tarumais and machlekes, which were basically complaints and arguments or discord. Now, the general, in, the, in general, what is the raya? Where do we get this from? Where does Rashi and the Medrash derive this from? From the fact that normally, the way it describes the travels and the campings of the Jewish people, it says, Vayisu vayachanu, and they traveled and they camped. Versus here, which says, Vayichan, and he rested. That seems to be the general source of where we know that it was different than always, Ki'ish Echod Echod, quote, like one man with one heart. However, we can ask the following question. Where is the exact proof that Vayisu Vayachanu, when it always says, typically, when that they, they traveled and they camped, that it was necessarily with discord and with difference of opinion, maybe it just means that, very simply, there was a multitude of people who traveled, there was an enormous amount of people who traveled, several million in fact, and therefore it says, it says in plural form. Another question that can be asked, we know that the Mechilta, the Medrash itself tells us that the manner in which they left Mitzrayim, in other words, the first journey when it says, that the children of Israel traveled from Ramses, which is Mitzrayim, which is where they lived in Egypt, to Sukkot, says the Medrash, that first journey was in such a speedy manner, it was keheref ayin, like the blink of an eye. 
Meaning Hashem, as it says in the verse, that He lifted him up on like the the um, wings of eagles. Hashem just lifted him up and took him there. It was so quick, there was no time for discord. There was no time for difference of opinion. So how come we... And there it does also say, It also uses the same uh, expression, the same term, that, quote, they traveled. So how can that be the proof, how can that be the argument that since it always says they, Belash and Rabim, that that is an indicator that there was some kind of discord, there was some kind of difference of opinion. Another question is, if the indeed the proof is from the word Vayichan, that it says in Lashen Yachid, in singular form, he rested, then why does it have to say Shom? Vayichan Shom B'nei Yisrael, there. What is the emphasis on the word there? Why the extra emphasis? Why is this necessary? So then it says the point of the explanation is as follows. We know that Rashi follows Pshutoy Shlomikra, the absolute, simple, basic understanding of the Pasuk. Now, according to Pshutoy Shlomikra, it is not, there's no absolute necessity to translate the words Vayisu Vayachanu, that quote, they traveled and they rested, they camped, to mean that there was discord. It could only be like we said previously in the question that it's just as a result of the fact that so many people traveled, that's why the Torah says it, Belash and Rabbim, referring to all the multitude of people. And therefore, it's understandable why Vayichan alone, the word Vayichan in singular form would have not sufficed and the Torah has to emphasize by saying Shom, Dir. This is order to emphasize that Dir, meaning Dir was Vayichan versus Elsewhere, now we get an appreciation, not what Vayichan means, but what Vayisu Vayachanu means. So therefore, now we can, like I said, now we can appreciate Vayisu Vayachanu is, is that they were, that there was always discord in the other places. But even in places that there wasn't discord, here is a very interesting appreciation of it doesn't necessarily mean that every single one of the 42 travels or the 42 stops that they made, that they were actually fighting. But rather, going back to the rule that we said in the introduction, that since Ein Deyoseim Shavis, people are not meant to think alike. They're not meant to think like one, where we have difference of opinions, we have different approaches to matters. Therefore, Every single place it says Vayisu Vayachanu because they weren't like-minded. They weren't Kiish Echad Bleiv Echad. Versus over here that there was a great Chidush. There was a great novelty. Vayichan Shom Yisrael. That over there in that particular place there was an anomaly. There was an exception to the normal rule. The normal rule of nature. And that is that everybody was like one man with one heart. With one heart means feeling and thinking the same. Why did this happen? Because it was, quote, there. Where is there? Opposite the mountain, because this was from Matan Torah. So now we can understand also and get an appreciation, answer the question, how come in the first journey, which we said happened so quickly, it happened like in the blink of an eye, how is it possible that there too the Torah says, Vayisu Vayachanu, that they traveled, indicating or hinting that there was some kind of plurality of opinion, plurality of minds. Well, that's true, because naturally that's the way it was, even though they didn't actively fight, they didn't actively have the scored, but the fact that they are humans means that it was Vayisu, there's a plurality. 
The whole Chiddush is by Matan Torah. By Matan Torah is where there was an exception, there was an anomaly, there was a great Chiddush that everybody became like one. So this tells us that there is a very, very special aspect of Torah, and this is something we need to concentrate on. We need to really elaborate. What is it about Torah that brought about this absolute unity, even supernatural, you can, if you think about it, because we just said it's natural for people not to think alike. It's natural for people not to necessarily agree. And Torah brought about that they became all like one heart, one feeling, one mind. What is it about Matan Torah? Now, if you think about it, it doesn't seem on the surface to be inherent in Torah itself, this idea. Why? Because when you look in Torah, we see that the Torah is designed in a way that there is always machlekes, there's always room for difference of opinion. In fact, the Medrash itself tells us, quote, The Torah was not given in a concise manner. It doesn't say this, that, this, that, and that's it. Doesn't give us clear halacha. Rather, says the Medrash, every single thing in the Torah was given in a manner that you can always find 49 ways to say it's tahir, it's pure, or it's permissible, and 49 ways to say that it's impure, that it's not permissible. And it's the same Torah. As we know, the Torah tells us that Elu, Elu, the Gemara says that even when there is a machlaikis, even when there is a dispute, there's a debate about a matter. One says yes, one says no. One says permissible, one says it's forbidden. One says it's Torah, one says it's Tommy. And yet, says the Gemara, even though they're so opposite, but they are both the words of the living God, meaning they're both inherently Torah. According to this, we have to understand, if that's the case, if this is what Torah is all about, in Torah itself, and by design, Torah is meant to have difference of opinion, that there's not absolute unity, or at least so it seems, then how is it that Torah brought about this absolute unity? What is it in the Torah that brought us absolute unity? Now it's true, and this therefore cannot be the argument, says the Rebbe, it's true that ultimately we do find in Torah that after all the debates, after all the discussions, we reach a conclusion. We reach a conclusion of halacha. There's a psach halacha. And the psach halacha dictates, the ruling dictates that even the dissenting opinion, even the opinion that didn't agree with that halacha, also goes along with it, right? But the question is, that doesn't mean that it became unified in that way of thinking. It doesn't mean that it became now, so to speak, fused with that opinion. It's just saying that it has to accept that in practice, in Misa, in actual uh, application, in actual practice, you have to go according to one. You can't go according to two opinions. They're both opposing. It would be a contradiction. So therefore, you have to pick one over the other. So going back to the question, where do we see in Torah this, this unification quality, this quality of unity that's specifically in the Torah, that brings about this idea, and therefore it resulted in Vayichan Shem Yisrael, that all the Yidin, even though all the time they were always of different opinion, here they all were like one man with one heart. So the Rebbe says we'll understand it, by seeing the emphasis in the Pasuk. Before the Torah tells us this, that the Yidin all camped out there, together as one man, opposite the mountain, the Torah makes a point to tell us that it was Hashlishi. it was in the third month, the month of Sivan. In fact, we see not only did it happen in the third month, 
But the Chachamim make an emphasis, they make a point to connect the idea of Torah to the power of three, to the number three. As it says, I'm going to paraphrase, blessed is um, Hashem who gave us a teaching of three, there's three parts in the Torah, right? Torah, Nevim, Suvim, and he gave, he gave it to a nation which consists of three parts, Kohanim, Levinim, Yisraelim. He gave it through the third, which is Moshe, he's the third child in his family. He gave it on the third day, we know that it was after three days of preparation, and he gave it in the third month. So you see that the Chachamim make a point to point out that this is the power of three, of the third. It would seem, however, that this is not the ultimate praise, or it shouldn't be the ultimate praise. Maybe perhaps the ultimate praise should be that the Torah is one because it's coming from one Hashem. It's coming from the only one. It's one Torah from one Hashem to the one nation. So why is the three emphasized? And therefore the question is, perhaps the Torah should have been given not in the third month, but it should, be, should have been given maybe in the first month, in the month of Nisan. Wouldn't that have been greater? In other words, the question is, what is it about the power of three which brings out the aspect of unity even greater than the number of one. That seems to be the emphasis here, that three is greater than the number of one. And the answer is as follows. What does one mean? Let's now analyze one, two, three. What is one? One says that to begin with, there's only one thing. In other words, it's absolute unity that negates the room and possibility for anything else. There is nothing else. There is only one. Two already... That represents the vision, right? The opposite of unity. There's more than one. Whereas three, this is the element that actually brings together the two. As we say every morning before we start our shacharis, and there are two, when you have two verses, there's another one of the major rules in how to learn the Torah and how to learn out and derive things in the Torah. When you have two verses which seem to makhish, they seem to contradict, they seem to oppose one another, what happens? Comes the third verse and reconciles between them and brings them together. So there's an actual stira. There's an actual contradiction between two verses. Comes the third verse and brings the, all three together. Meaning, not that it takes and says, okay, this one is the correct verse over the other. In other words, it prefers one and negates the other. No, it brings the two together. And this also, by the way, is consistent with the Gemara says that whenever we have three opinions in a Mishnah, the halacha goes according to the opinion that's machria, the opinion of the, the one of the three that best reconciles all the opinions together. So you see the power of three is a power of reconciliation, of bringing things together. So since the Chazal connect the Torah to the aspect of three, so this tells us that it's not just in the places where you actually have an implementation of the power of three, an actual reconciliation of the difference of opinions, but rather it tells us that the whole entire Torah goes according to the power of three. The whole entire Torah is about the power of reconciliation, of bringing things together, of making things one. Even, says the Rebbe, when you have only two opinions, two opposing opinions, and at the end you have to decide the halacha, which is, by the way, the case in most Mishnayas. 
In most halachas, you have this opinion, you have that opinion. And you paskin, you rule according to one of the two opinions. Says the Rebbe, even then, it's not shot that one opinion is the, is the law now. And the other opinion is negated and has no choice and has to subserviate itself to this opinion, but rather that they become blended together. That means ultimately, even the descending opinion is not only in action, in practice, is it going to accept that opinion, but also in idea that it, it ultimately reaches the point that that descending opinion now becomes accepting. And by, by what? By means of appreciation of that opinion. And this is the, the Pirush, this is the meaning of the Pasuk, Hashem oiz yitain, Hashem yivarech It says Hashem gives power, he gives might to his nation, and he blesses them with peace. What does one have to do with the other? It says the Rebbe, the oiz over here, the might, the power, is that power, that ability to rule, to decide according to one of the two opinions. But ultimately, it's not in a matter that there remains some kind of dissent and remains some kind of um, animosity, at least, albeit an intellectual animosity, rather that it becomes Hashem Yivorech Hashem The true eyes, the true power of Torah, the true decisiveness of Halacha brings to the ultimate harmony, to the ultimate Shalom, that even the descending opinion, the opposing opinion, also now joins in in the thinking of this opinion. How is this possible? You see, it's true that Torah is called an intellect, a chachma. In fact, the Torah itself says, Ki hi This is your intellect and your understanding against the nations, meaning the Torah itself in Parshas Vashanan says that this is a form of intellect. However, we know that Torah is not purely an intellect. It goes above and beyond the idea of Chachma. As the Chazal tell us, Yesh Chachma Bagoyim, time. That if you hear that there is intellect, there is wisdom amongst the nations, believe it. Yeah, Chachma exists. But Yesh Torah Bagoyim Al Taimim. That there's no such thing as Torah. You don't believe that it's Torah by Goyim. Torah is unique. Torah is one. Torah is only the only Torah that we have. There's no duplicate of it. There's nothing that can replicate this in any way. What does this mean? And let's understand. On the one hand, we say Torah is Chachma. Torah is an intellect. It's a wisdom. In the other hand, we say, no. I'm sorry. We say Torah is not a Chachma. We say it's beyond that. And the other hand, we say, what is the idea, says the Rebbe? The idea is that the Torah has the maila, that has the greatness, has the advantage, that the chachma of Torah is on a totally different level. It's in a totally different realm than regular chachma. See, what happens in regular chachma? Regular chachma, even though it could accept that you, when you have more than one opinion, you have to make a decision and go according to one or the other opinion. In other words, Chachma itself can obligate and reach the conclusion that there must be an acceptance of one way over the other, because otherwise you have total and absolute anarchy. However, when this happens in the Torah, it's a whole different thing. Why? Because what is Torah? Torah is not purely Chachma. 
Torah, as the word Torah comes from the from the etymology, from the root word of Hayra'ah, which means directive. The whole purpose of Torah is to tell us how to live, to obligate us, to infuse us with the awareness of what we have to do and how we have to do it. That totally transforms the whole idea of Chachma. That totally changes the whole aspect of the Chachma of the Torah. Meaning, the fact that somebody knows that what he is learning now, in other words, when he's applying his Chachma, he's applying his intellect, it's not purely for the purpose of, of intellect, but rather it's for the purpose of reaching a certain point that you know that it's going to obligate you, or if you make a Psaq Halacha for somebody else, them, it's going to obligate them what they have to do according to Torah. This totally transforms, this totally also enhances your type of approach of Chachma. It's a whole different approach of Chachma. You see, because regular Chachma, think about it. Regular Chachma, what happens? Somebody can understand something intellectually. Somebody can come to a conclusion, but it doesn't in any way obligate them to do anything. It certainly does not push them, motivate them to actually do something about it. For example, somebody can understand that medically it's it's preferable for him to live his life in this manner and yet not follow it. But in Torah, there's no such thing. The Chachma itself reaches the conclusion that you must do it. There's a Hayra. You have to do it this way. There is no other way. What's the reason for this? The reason is because this Chachma is not Stama Chachma, but this Chachma is Chachma Seviritzenish Lachadish Baruchum. This is Hashem's Chachma. This is Hashem's Ratzen, Hashem's desire. And therefore, this is the Emes Lamitoy. This is the true, ultimate truth. This, in other words, what is Emes? Emes is something that is totally seamless. Emes is something that has no beginning and no end. And therefore, there cannot be any disconnect between the intellectual aspects of thing and the action aspect of thing and the implementation of it. See, in regular Chachma, it could be two separate things. You, you understand it intellectually, but it doesn't in any way um, in, influence your action. Whereas in Torah, it has to influence your action. Otherwise, it's not real truth. Truth doesn't stop. It doesn't begin and end at some point. It goes seamlessly from the very beginning to the very end and from the very end to the very beginning. And this is the reason, by the way, why we find that the halacha was always like Beis Hilo. Even though the machlekes of Beis Hilo and was always an intellectual endeavor, right? But still, the Gemara says that why was it? Why is it that Hashem chose that the halacha always should be like Beis Hilo? Because they were very, very humble. They were very pleasant. Now this is notwithstanding the fact that in actual intellect, Beishamai it says they were much sharper. They were more. They were more. They were greater when it comes to intellect. But because the whole idea of Torah is to reach the truth of Torah, like we said, the true Chachma and Ratzin of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, which is supposed to lead to action because it's real truth. When you have Bittul, you're able to truly and absolutely um, reach it. Now we'll appreciate better. How the Chachma of Torah is beyond regular Chachma. You see, in regular Chachma, as I said, you can have an intellectual conclusion. It doesn't lead to any action. But when it comes, and, and if there is any whatsoever decision, right, when you have a, 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 a debate in Chachma, okay, the second opinion, the descending opinion, 
just agrees, so to speak, to disagree. It agrees to go along with it, but it doesn't necessarily change its way of thinking. But in Torah, when there's a Psaq Alocha, what does that mean? The person knows that the Psaq Alocha means that this is the Ratzon of Hashem. This is what Torah wants. So that person, even though up to that point they had a difference of opinion, they now motivate themselves. They now endeavor to understand the other opinion and to infuse their opinion into the other opinion to become part of it. This is the true unity which you have because of the bittle that you have for Ratzin HaElyon, for the Hashem's desire, Hashem's, uh, Hashem's want. And now we can appreciate the difference between the three months. You see, Nisan is ultimate unity. They went out of Mitzrayim, they were called like the soldiers of God, Sivus Hashem, which means totally subservient to Hashem. They went out in such a quick manner, there was no time for anything. But that is only because it came from Hashem. Like I said, the unity that negates any other, any plurality. Meaning, it, the fact that Hashem took it out, it canceled out any possibility of discord and opposition. However, Eir, which is essentially Sviris Oimer, that represents and expresses the difference between each and every person. Because that highlights brings out and expresses the difference in character traits and so on, which means a difference in, pe- in between people. However, Siva on the third month, the month in which Torah was given, this is the month of Ki'ish Echod Belev Echod, that notwithstanding the fact that there was always difference of opinion, to the extent that there were even fights, and there was discord, and there was opposition during all the other travels and ca- encampments. But here in this time, there was something unique, there was something special. There was that absolute unity. That is the power of three. So the Rebbe Dahira for us, the lesson for us is, we know the Alter Rebbe writes in Pedic Lamedves, chapter 32 in Tanya, that true Abbas Yisrael is, quote, to l'chol nefesh mi Yisrael and the to every single Jew from big to small, from, from the greatest to the lowest. Why, he explains, it's Atzeres Nasham. If you look at the root, you look from where the Nishama comes, then there's no difference between one Jew and another. Says the Rebbe, a person can argue, but what do you mean? I don't see the source of the Nishama. I see the person as he is down here. And as the person is here, he can be in a very negative state, in a very bad situation, one in which there's absolute difference between me and him, or at least between him and the Torah. And observance. How can I love him? How can I love I like him? How can we all be equal? Says the Rebbe, that is the Torah from this whole uh, discussion, from this whole teaching. That with the power of Torah, with the power of Torah, we have the ultimate unity, the true unity, that it brings together the person as they are, the people, as they are from the real true source, which is the Ratzin Ha'elian, which is Hashem's Chachma, Hashem's Ratzin, and through the power of Torah, that even though you seem to be so opposed, so different, but this is the ultimate unity that brings together. So the idea is to approach other Yidin through the power of Torah, and they have true Abbas Yisrael.